Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and I'm here to, to give you guys a post-game instant reaction podcast. Tonight, it will just be me. Michael is getting ready to go on the road, take his family out of town for Thanksgiving. Before we get into the instant reaction, I want to let you know, as the 23 Personnel Podcast is a part of the Armchair Media Network, that support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who's number one in men's blow-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag. Manscaping accidents accidents are finally a thing of the past. Manscaped also has a crop preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. It's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped and use promo code armchair. Now, it really wouldn't be a post-game instant reaction podcast if I didn't complain on some level about officiating. And let me start with uh, a disclaimer saying that while the officiating tonight was bad, it wasn't in a sense, bad enough where it cost you the game. There wasn't one particular play or call you can look at and say, Reggie and his crew cost us the game here. However, there were so many questionable calls um, that really, I think, as a whole, affected the outcome of the game. Um, I would say I'd start with a block in the back on the Kansas State kick return that went for a touchdown. Uh, There was a official right in front of it, didn't end up calling it. Um, I don't know how you missed that. There were several calls uh, blocking the back or holding, called against Texas Tech. Um, There was at least one on a punt where Texas Tech didn't even, didn't receive the kick. They didn't field the punt. They let it roll, um, and they got called for blocking the back. I mean, I I don't know what, what kind of evidence this guy's looking for to call that, but it seemed fairly blatant to me. Um, plenty of time after that for Texas Tech to overcome. However, there was a drive there that was extended with back-to-back defensive pass interference calls. Um, the first one, 
I mean, to my eye, it looked like offensive pass interference. There was a pick play run where one receiver made contact with a defender downfield with the ball being passed, thrown past the line of scrimmage. Um, and Texas Tech ends up getting called for defensive pass interference. I mean, maybe that one's, you know, questionable. It could have been called, but there was a play. Um, the very next one where it was just blatantly, it was, it was, it was bad. It was not pass interference. Um, Kansas State is able to extend that drive. Um, then I would point to another catch, or, or sorry, a catch for Kansas State um, where they ruled that uh, safety Thomas Leggett forced the receiver out of bounds, but the receiver regained, um, reestablished himself inbounds and then caught the ball. Um, I, I had several problems with that call. One, it looked like the receiver went out on his own. There wasn't any kind of forceful contact from Leggett to push him out of bounds. Um, questionable whether or not the receiver actually reestablished himself. To me, it looked like he was even touching out of bounds when he caught the ball, that he never came back in. And when he touched the ball, it would have been incomplete anyways. Uh, they went to review, um, held that one up. Um, same side of the field, a little bit later in the game, Keyshawn Carter uh, has a, a touchdown, um, potential touchdown overturned. It's called a touchdown on the field. There are a couple of referees that get together, overturn it, it says incomplete, and then it goes to review. And at that point, there wasn't enough video evidence to overturn it back to a touchdown. Biggest problem, I think, um, is that Keyshawn Carter had possession of the ball, made what, what, what I would consider a football move when he spent 180 degrees, broke the plane of the goal line with the ball, and then as he hit the ground, um, lost control of the ball. Uh, to me, as you make a football move and cross the goal line, that's a touchdown. What happens after that is irrelevant. I think what they were trying to say is that he never, he didn't possess the ball um, at any length of time and, and ultimately lost control of it when he hit the ground. I would say that the official that was standing right on top of it and called it a touchdown had it right. Um, the review didn't have a good enough video angle to overturn that. Um, and then I, I want to point to one more play, and it's on that third down conversion where um, Skylar Thompson, it's a third and long, uh, just a couple minutes left in the game. He's able to scramble and pick up the first down. Adrian Fry was in position, but he gets held up by the end of the line of scrimmage. Should have been called a hold there. Um, it's not It's not called. Uh, Kansas State converts that and then proceeds to run out the rest of the clock to secure the victory. Texas Tech does fall 30-27 to 27, um, at home on senior night versus Kansas State. Falls a 4-7, 2-6 uh, in Big 12 play. Ultimately, you lose a shot at a bowl game this year, um, and it really sets the the Matt Wells era kind of on, on a sour note with going no better than 5-7 and seven with a, um, a game coming up this weekend in Austin, uh, take on the Longhorns. Jet Duffy in the post game said that uh, while they will not be playing for a bowl game anymore, that this game against Texas can be considered their bowl game. They still have one more game to get up for, one more game to to prepare and fight. Um, unfortunately, it will just be 
game number 12 of the season and not number 13. So speaking of Duffy, I want to talk about his night tonight. Um, not terribly bad. I, mean, I don't think this is uh, a game where you look at Duffy and say that he cost you the game. I think he kept you in the game. Uh, especially when you look at the first half when you only put up three points and uh, you hold Kansas State to, to six points. But he finishes the night 28 of 49 for 334 yards, two touchdowns, two sacks, two interceptions. Those two interceptions, um, ultimately, he... This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Could have thrown more than two. There were several that were in the hands of the defenders or that were tipped that could have been uh, hauled down. Um to add to the interception total. I would consider him I probably a little bit lucky to only have the two interceptions on the night. But where I think he really excelled tonight was when he was extending the play, was creating a little bit more time for his receivers to get open downfield. Um, he had another probably two runs, uh, very similar to last week against TCU, where he just escapes the pocket. The pressure was getting to him. The pocket's collapsing. He somehow uh, gets out of it and run, runs downfield. He finished the night um, nine carries for 71 yards. And with those two sacks, he probably um, he had a, a net of 57 yards, um, averaged more than six yards per carry. Uh, so Jet Duffy, I think, really helped um, extend the play and, and, and keep the the plays alive uh, as, as he was looking downfield. His biggest target on the night had to have been R.J. Turner. Um, seven catches, 141 yards, one touchdown, long of 58, which are there uh, late in the fourth quarter on that fourth down. He was able to pull out 58 yards for a touchdown. And then he gets a horse collar tackle. Um, another receiver with seven catches, Sir Roger Thompson. He only had 28 yards with a long of 10, meaning he had six catches for 18 yards. Uh, a lot of his targets were at or behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, so, so Roger Thompson was not able to do just a whole lot uh, on the receiving end. But as a, a pure running back, he carried the ball 21 times for 86 yards, uh, averaged four yards a carry for a touchdown. That touchdown um, was a play where he, he absorbed some contact probably on the two or three yard line spun out of it and, and got into the end zone. It's a real, it's a real impressive pro- play uh, to get Thompson in the end zone there. And then the only other rusher on the night was Jalen Hutchings on a fourth down uh, fake punt run. Um, 
which we'll talk about in a little bit. One of the, one of the problems that I think uh, that kind of led to um, Duffy struggling with, with his completion and, and throwing at the defense is he wasn't, it didn't look like he was progressing, progressing through his reads very well. He would lock on a, onto a receiver. The defense would pick up on that and they would um, stack up in, in his throwing lanes. He was staring down receivers. And like I said earlier, probably a little lucky to only have the two interceptions. Um, finishes of the night, like I said, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And then... Um, Offense as a whole was minus one, and the turnover margin um, on the defensive side, you did get the one interception to help offset that. But I think before we get into into looking at the defense, I want to remind you guys um, that as a, as a football fan, you already know that just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game every weekend. Our favorite Gridiron Warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We're about halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is a premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at my bookie. Best part is if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they will give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. It's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So looking at the defense, I think the biggest thing was going into the game, um, you wanted to keep Kansas State from converting on third downs. That's where they were really good, strongest on offense, I think, um, besides running the ball. Tonight, you held them to four of 13 on third downs, well below their season average, um, a little bit below your season average uh, in terms of defensive third down conversions. You did a, a really good job on stopping them there. And then on the ground, you held them to... 126 yards uh, on 37 carries. Uh, a good portion of those, well, I would say about 40 or 50 of those rushing yards came in the last couple of drives when Kansas State was trying to run out the clock. Um, I remember I tweeted at one point in the game, you had 140 rushing yards to their 73, where you were basically doubling them, them up on yards per rush. You were doing a good job forcing... Um, Skyler Thompson to throw the ball. He ended up um, 28 attempts for the night. Last week against West Virginia, he had 29, which was a um, a career high for him. He forced him to throw 28 times, 50% completion with 14, threw one interception, two touchdowns. Um, you had some pressure on him a little bit throughout the game, but it always seems like it was a step late. Your blitzes just weren't really timed very well, or they were um, just one... Like I said, one step too late. You only got one sack on him. Um, he distributed the ball pretty well. Uh, Chabasson Taylor had three catches for 74 yards. Joaquin Gill, two catches for 70. Dalton Schoen, two catches for 27. Jordan Brown, two catches for 24. Um, you know, the leading receiver only had three catches on the night. He was able to, to find a different receiver throughout the night when he was looking for him. 
Um, besides the third down defense, the other thing we were talking about a little bit earlier was the uh, turnover margin. You did have the one interception by Adrian Fry, um, which was big to help you help give you an opportunity there late in the game. I think it was Kansas State's second to last possession where they they could have really converted uh, a, th- a third down there and just kept the clock moving. Uh, Adrian Fry was able to intercept the ball on the sideline. And I believe that's the possession that RJ Turner then scored on. Um, so it helped you stay in it. Minus one on the turnover margin of the day. Uh, you're not going to win a lot of games with that. You're not going to win a lot of games when your your opponent scores a non-offensive touchdown. So we mentioned this a little bit earlier. Kansas State was able to return a kickoff for a touchdown. Um, it may have helped your offense, Texas Tech offense, a little bit because it had the Kansas State defense on the field for uh, an extended period of time. Texas Tech was able to score in back-to-back drives while the Wildcat defense really had no rest because of the the punt return, the, the, the kickoff return. Um, and then the other question that, I mean, just really needs to be answered. And um, I, I don't, I don't really even know where, where to look at it, but um, Matt Wells was still kind of defending it in the post-game press conference, but going for it on fourth down. Um, and it's not so much that he was going for it, but that he was doing, he was running, he ran two fake punts tonight. Uh, the first one, it was a fourth and four, and I remember when he sent out the punt team, the, the stadium just started booing. Um, the play ended up being a, a direct snap to Jalen Hutchings, a defensive tackle who is in that front line to kind of have that last um, last little bit of blocking for the punter. Got it. Was able to get three yards. Um, could have maybe could have gotten a first down had uh, had the spot been just a couple of inches further. Um, was not able to convert on that one. And then later in the game, Austin McNamara uh, pulls up and throws a, uh, a pass down the, the right sideline to Eric Azukanma uh, for 38 yards. Converts that first down, but then Jet Duffy throws his second interception of the night on the very next play into the end zone. Um, just some more questionable fourth down calls. Um, really not sure, you know, what... What determines when um, Matt Wells goes for it, when he uh, punts, what what things he's considering. But special teams tonight was something that left uh, quite a bit to be desired. So before we wrap it up tonight, I want to get to a couple of your thoughts before we get ready for next week's preview episode for Texas. Um, Jerry Benavides says, will we ever catch a break? One of the main turning points of this game. Uh, and it was in response to the Keyshawn Carter touchdown that got overturned. Um, yeah, it, it, it seems like you've had a lot of, of these close calls um, go against you. You know, you had the, obviously the, the butt fumble, illegal snapping, and better go against you. And their final drive and over in regulation, they had a, a pass that was called incomplete to Devin Mims and then it was overturned on the field as a catch and then it went to review very similar to Keyshawn Carter where they didn't have enough visual video evidence to overturn the final call of a catch so it stood 
Um, you've had just several of those that just gone your way. And you would think uh, with how similar it was to Chris Beard in his first year losing these close games, um, you'd hope that you're able to kind of turn this around and turn those close losses into close wins. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, tonight you fall 30-27 to in Kansas State. It is your fourth conference loss by three or fewer points on the season. Um, Matt Wells, one score, his record in one score games takes another hit. Um, while he wasn't wasn't really all that great at home in one score games, he was a lot better at home than he was on the road. But uh, I think he's now five and four, or maybe he's five and five now over his career one score games at home. So Paxton uh, at Paxton CD. Um, when he, he replied to when I said add another one score loss to Matt Wells' resume, he says it's not because his team's fight; it's because he consistently gets out coached. I I would point to some of the the late game decisions and when and if he goes four and fourth down, it just never seems like there's a plan there, and it's inconsistent at best. Seth Swearingen said the football season's taken a toll on me. That's all I can say. Hashtag trust the process. It worked for Baylor, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, they went from a 111 season um, three years ago to um, a team that made a bowl game, and now they're, after beating Texas today, they are 10 and 1. Um, they've got it, they secured a spot in the Big 12 Conference Championship game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if this is um, the path you're going to take, you, you'd hope that it pays off getting to the Big 12 Championship game here pretty soon. Um, Barry Odom says complete garbage. Um, he was talking. He was replying to another media member's tweet that said, "Just like Baylor Tech is catching the bad end of, of call after call, the guy standing right there called it a catch. This is the Keyshawn Carter catch. Ball came out when he hit the ground. Replay is inconclusive, and the decision to change call on the field is the only reason it's not a touchdown." Um, Barry Odom also replied to me when I tweeted out a picture of the of the east side of the stadium. I, from my vantage point in the press box, I couldn't see the west side. The east side was pretty pretty light. Um, granted, it is going into a holiday weekend. Um, at kickoff, it was... I, I wouldn't even say it was half full on the east side. Um, anyways, Barry says, uh, start winning, it's cured. Yeah, you would hope so. Um, I, we did hear a lot of people say it was because of all the 11 a.m. games. Um, tonight you had a six o'clock kick and it didn't really help your attendance. Again, maybe it was a combination of, you know, you're, you're four and six on the season and as a ho- you're going into a holiday week. Um, but it didn't seem to get any better with the, um, six o'clock kick. Uh, Jody at, at mad ombre said nothing matters except hashtag wreck Texas. Yeah. You got one more game in the season. This is the last one to make it count for your seniors for this class. Um, you've got to focus all your attention on the game on Friday. So quick turnaround and it's on the road. Justin Jordan was replying to, again, the attendance. He said, oh, no, this is really bad. Um, Steve underscore O um, was responding to something I said about uh, there's a tech promotion tonight that said if 10,000 students showed up, they would select one student to win free uh, tuition for the spring. If they had 12,000 students, they'd select two students. Anyways, Steve-O said participation, participation trophies for everyone. They should announce their real attendance, then give them the cold hard facts. Don't meet goals. 
then there's no reward. Um, free passes are over. All right, so that'll do it for us on the instant reaction um, post-game podcast with 23 personnel. We will be back on early next week to preview the Texas Longhorns. Until then, record. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.